1: You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com.
2: Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown,
0: a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra.
2: And we're taking you on a different kind of trip today, privates.
0: A mind trip. I am so excited about this. This is really, we've been, I guess, talking about this for a really long time because both of us are fans of psychedelics and the possibilities of them. And Courtney, tell us how you got inspired to do the mind trip series.
2: Okay, well, this is a whole this is a whole rabbit hole, but first of all, before we get into it, I just want to say you're going to hear about some very positive experiences with psychedelics in this series and just up top want to preface all of this by saying a few things. First of all, go in order cuz we've been really intentional about constructing this series and trying to include all of the relevant information to give you a full kind of well-rounded view and if you skip around you won't necessarily get all that. And also we're not doctors, we're not even scientists. <laughs> we're we're just, barely
0: people, okay? We're muggles, so, okay? <laughs> we like you, probably even worse than you. I'm sure you're great and knowledgeable. We're idiots stumbling through this earth looking for answers. And this is one thing that we're looking into. And another part of the disclaimer is if you're on psychiatric medication, definitely don't just all willy-nilly start popping psychedelics. Definitely talk to your psychiatrist and do a lot of research and, you know, be careful.
2: And you'll probably have to, if you do choose to move forward and have a psychedelic experience, you're probably, depending on the drug or the medicine, going to have to wean yourself off, which is why for this first leg of the journey, I am going mostly solo. You are definitely going to hear from Sophia throughout this first part of the series, but the psychiatric meds were a factor, right? So, so you're going to link up later to
0: join me on the experience. Exactly. The reason there's a delay in me joining this journey is that I am on at least three, I believe three psychiatric medications and on cancer medication. So I am a more delicate kind of flower than Courtney, I guess. So if you're like delicate like me and, you know, you need extra preparation, like that's totally cool. So I'm going to take my time, make sure that I am straight before I do ayahuasca.
2: Yes. Okay. So I feel like that's enough of a disclaimer. Still, a lot of this stuff is illegal in the United States. There are certain exceptions, which we're going to get into This is for harm reduction purposes. We are not giving you legal advice. We are not giving you medical advice. This is to entertain and inform. We are curious people, journalists. We are not doctors. We are not lawyers. (laughs) Okay. End disclaimer. So, this series, I would say, has come in waves, like psychedelics themselves. You know, I had some early experiences. I went to school with someone who had a bad trip and had to go on psychiatric meds after the fact to kind of come back to earth. So that was a whole situation, an early situation that I saw where I was like, oh, you know, these drugs can have consequences.
0: Yeah, a psychotic break is something that can happen. Yeah, Yeah, and
2: we're going to talk about set and setting too, which is very important. And this person got some traumatic news in the middle of their trip, which definitely, I think, had an impact. And I hope to actually speak to this person later in the series, but TBD on that. So anyway, that was one early experience where I was like, okay, not, not always positive. And... Then I had an early boyfriend who grew shrooms and he also had a bad trip situation, but then I had a very good trip and my first trips were on those homegrown shrooms. And then I was working during college and one of my best friend's little sister was hanging out and they had been tripping on shrooms and she shit herself. It was like straight out of the exorcist. And I was had just gotten home from this night shift. So I was like the only sober person to take care of her. And that was another experience where I was like, oh, okay, wow, this can be really serious. And then I would say I took a little bit of a break. And then, you know, in my late 20s and early 30s, I definitely did some recreational Shrooming, which I very much enjoyed and always had a positive experience. And then during the pandemic, I was getting a, another craving. Like I really missed having psilocybin psychedelic experiences, and I didn't really have access but just because we were all kind of on our lonesome, you know, in our own places. And I really started to like really want to do that again. And we interviewed Shelly and Charlie, if everybody remembers from our 70 somethings on sextasy <laughs> episode. And Charlie Weininger is a psychotherapist, and he is half of the Shelly and Charlie couple. And they talked to us about how MDMA had been such a positive force in their relationship. And he's also part of a psychedelics association. He's like an advocate of using psychedelics and MDMA in his practice when that is legally allowed. So that was definitely something that I was like, oh, interesting, got me thinking about that. And then a few months later, this summer, I got an email from a brand called Psychedelic Water. And you're going to hear from the founder and director of marketing of Psychedelic Water today, actually. I got an email about the product And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, what is this? Does this work? What is it made out of? Is it really psychedelic? And I was already in the headspace of wanting to do it, right? So I was like, will this get me there? (laughs) And then I followed up with them. I landed a piece for Inside Hook. So I wrote this experiential piece about psychedelic water. Sophie and I went to Joshua Tree and had our psychedelic waters there. Right, Soph?
0: We did, and it was really awesome because we were like, We'd love a real trip, but let's see what this water can do. And it was just really inspiring and chill.
2: It was chill and smooth and we were in a creative kind of brainstormy place. So That's what I
0: was going to say. It put us in a really good creative spot.
2: Yeah. We enjoyed it. We very much enjoyed it. And I interviewed Keith and Ben, who you're going to hear from today, beforehand, before we had the experience to find out more about the product. And it was really an interesting conversation and in a lot of ways was the true beginning of this series because you are going to hear a couple moments in there. First of all, when I go to get my headphones to more properly record uh, right after Ben had said that psychedelics changed his life. And then there was another moment where Keith comments on uh, trademarking psychedelic around the world and that definitely raised... a. Uh, Flag in my head. And that conversation spurred me to have other conversations with people, friends, experts about psychedelics, about the corporatization of psychedelics, about the kind of renaissance that is happening and the more widespread adoption and use. And it's just been such an interesting rabbit hole to go down, and I can't wait to go further. You're going to hear about my own experience later in this series after doing ayahuasca, a friend's. You're going to hear just from a lot of people, and we're really just getting started. Sophie and I have plans to go to Peru together after she gets her stuff figured out, and we're really excited about taking you on this mind trip.
0: Definitely, and I'm excited to dip back in because... My little journey is I did acid first when I was in high school and I loved it and then since then I mostly had done mushrooms from like college and beyond and as recently as this summer on 4th of July. <laughs> and someone gave me like a mushroom chocolate bar and I was like, well now I have to to get. I've only done small doses with you, Soph. But we we have done mushrooms
2: together, but only like very small doses. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: not like a full experience. Most of my uh, mushroom experiences have been outside, and like, sorry to be a cliche, but uh, like Joshua tree, or yeah, I, had I don't an
2: amazing don't... trip at Disneyland, Disneyland in California.
0: Yeah, I just don't really like to be inside. I want to be able to walk around and I want to be able to feel like open and free and connecting with nature. Because to me, that's kind of part of the tripping thing is connecting out with things in the universe outside of yourself. Some of my most incredible experiences, and I would say this happens every time that I trip, is I have some sort of like, not revelation, but I come to some sort of
2: Uh
0: an understanding that I didn't have beforehand. Like, one time I remember when Max and I, early on in our relationship, I was kind of struggling a little bit. And then I remember very clearly after tripping being like, oh, like, you're worried about the wrong thing. Uh Like, that's nothing. And then I came back home and I just felt, like, relieved of that burden. And it was really, it was really cool. And same with, like, other things that I have ended up connecting to that I was like, oh, okay, you're looking at things in a way that's damaging to you because it's too small. Yes. Like you need to zoom out. And I feel like that's, to me, the number one thing that I've noticed with mushrooms is it kind of, you know, you realize you've been staring at a corner of a page and you thought that was the whole like book. Right,
2: right. Exactly. I feel like my recreational mushroom experiences have been some of the most edifying drug experiences I've ever had in my life. And that's why I had such a craving to do it again, you know, because I would be like, oh, I feel like I learn about myself or feel more connected with the world or both every time. And that, I think, is the incredible potential of this medicine, you know, if you choose to use it like that. And, And we're just talking these experiences Are recreational. So when you add in another element, the guide and the like kind of medicinal, more intentional experience, it's even more so like that. But as someone later in the series brings up, you know, when you institutionalize these things and add figures like that, like a a shaman figure or a guide, you're also bringing in power dynamics. But maybe didn't exist in the experience before when you were just doing it with friends. So that's an extra layer, right? That can be good, but it can also be problematic. So that's what we're gonna kind of explore in this series. I think that there's incredible potential in psychedelics. So I just wanna be upfront about that, but also I'm coming into it with some natural skepticism. Like it's not for everyone. It has potential to be abused in both how it is brought into society from like a business standpoint and how people use the drug within their, you know, body and life and I want to explore all those elements.
0: Hell yeah, let's do this. Let's ride.
2: <laughs> Buckle up your seatbelts cuz we're going nowhere. I'm taking <laughs> you on a mind trip. <laughs> no, we're going somewhere, right?
0: Dude I just got them all excited. Now you're getting into to down the journey? No, man, you're gonna make them have a bad trip. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we're gonna have a good trip, you guys. We're gonna have a good trip. So get ready, here we go.
0: Okay, January just happened, and I'm already so stressed out. And I think now is the time to remember that sometimes doing less can lead to so much more. Dipsy Stories agrees they believe less in analyzing and more in feeling your feelings.
2: I agree too. I have definitely been focused on doing less stressing and more easing into things. You know, less scrolling and more savoring the moment, less pressure and more pleasure.
0: You know what I mean? Okay, sew that on a pillow.
2: (laughs) Or head on over to Dipsy Stories because Dipsy Stories is an app full of sexy audio stories And now they even have brand new written stories, which Sophia, that is right up
0: your alley. That's my shit. You know how excited I am? That's literally, (laughs) that's the OG way to jerk off and I still prefer it, I'll be honest. (laughs) Well, no matter
2: what format you like or who you're into or what turns you on, Dipsy helps bring the stories to life, anytime, anywhere.
0: Just close your eyes and let yourself get lost in a world where only good things happen and pleasure is your only priority. Explore your fantasies in a safe, shame-free way.
2: There are hundreds of stories to choose from, and they release new content every week, so there's always more to explore. And they have a newsletter, so they'll even send you sexy updates on what's new.
0: And they have wellness sessions, which will help you wind down and explore, and sleep sessions to help you drift off.
2: So for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day trial when you go to DipsyStories.com
0: private. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-C-A-Stories.com slash private. That's
2: DipsyStories.com private. See you in the sheets. Meow.
1: Hi, my name is Ben Rogel with Psychedelic Water, and I am the Director of Marketing.
3: Hi, my name is Keith Stein, and I'm the founder of Psychedelic Water. First
2: of all, okay, so this is legal, but how, like, what are the ingredients? What effect does it actually have? Let's start there.
1: Our star ingredients are cava and demiana blended with green tea. And then just a couple other things that we wanted to make sure while we're talking about ingredients is that it's, vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO. So it's low calorie. And we actually don't add sugar. We naturally sweeten it with monk fruit extract. And so the effects are this really sort of calm, euphoric feeling, but you never lose that mental inhibition. So it's you know a, a great alcohol replacement. A lot of our customers use it in various capacities, whether it's you know, to take the edge off when they're having a stressful day at work or to get in the mind of creativity or just to do like a fun hobby as well as socialize with their friends, you know, instead of using something like alcohol.
2: I read that, yeah, one of the ingredients, it is like kind of a social ingredient.
1: So you're probably thinking about cava,
2: Yeah. Um, And and it has been traditionally used in like ceremonies and things like that.
1: Yeah. In the South Pacific islands, it's, I mean, they don't drink a lot of alcohol. They uh, actually use kava and they use it very much in a traditional social setting. They sit around, they make it into a tea. But one thing to point out, I don't know if you've ever tried kava tea. It tastes terrible. Oh. Um, In my opinion, it's, (laughs) opinion, it tastes like shit.
2: <laughs> it tastes like
1: shit. <laughs> no, no, it really, it really, it's really a very bitter herb. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, you know, as, as part of our formulation process, I mean, we spent over six months just making sure that it's perfect to overcome that challenge of the taste of cava, And I really think we've achieved that where, you know, we have a product that tastes incredible. It's refreshing. It's like no other product on the market.
3: So we talked about how it took us a long time to just nail this. We actually hired a food scientist professor from NYU. We also engaged a formulation company, and they were they were really tasked with figuring this out. And it wasn't easy because our objective was we're the first legal psychedelic CPG product in the world, as far as we know. And we want to be very faithful to a psychedelic ethos. We have our own sort of take on what psychedelic means. To us, it's not just... It's not just necessarily about tripping. It can be about a state of mind. But in any event, the challenge was creating something that is legitimately psychedelic. And Cava root or Cava, for example, is considered a psychedelic. It's psychoactive, but it's non-hallucinogenic. So we figured out that was the way to thread the needle here with Cava. If we wanted to take this to the mainstream, because we want to really spread the psychedelic gospel and we want to have a great product. But we couldn't have a product that was going to have psilocybin. We couldn't create a product that was going to melt people's faces off. So we just got the stars aligned here and figured out something that gives people the right type of, I don't like to use the word buzz, but there's no better word really. Some people describe it as a body high. Some people describe it as a cross between a joint and a glass of wine. But whatever it is, we've had a really tremendous response from people.
2: So first of all, where do you guys stand on psilocybin? And what kind of high, like for psychedelic water, what kind of buzz, other buzz, would you compare it to?
3: Well, first on, on psilocybin, Ben is very biased because he microdoses every day. And Ben, <laughs> yeah. he should, if you don't mind, how much time do we have? We don't want to talk your ear off. But Ben has a very interesting backstory about how psilocybin sort of saved him.
2: Oh, I want to hear it. Hey, can I grab some headphones yeah. just in case we yeah. use audio for this? Okay. I would love to hear this story.
1: (laughs) Great. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, uh, I mean, Keith said, you know, the stars align, which, uh, which actually really happened for me uh, when Keith approached me with, with this idea of uh, psychedelic water, because I actually had suffered from a major concussion and it sort of sent me in a bit of a downward spiral and into a depression and so, you know, I got to a point where I was like, I need to get out of this funk. I started doing research and I saw a lot of rumblings about psychedelics and, and the power of things like psilocybin um, in a microdosing capacity to really help with things like depression, PTSD, anxiety, uh, etc. And so I, I started microdosing and it truly saved my life in a way. You know, when I started microdosing, I felt that, you know, my mood was changing, my cognitive function was changing. And so to me, when Keith came to me with psychedelic water, you know, I basically said, I have to spread this gospel, you know, I have to help with spreading this, you know, psychedelic mentality and sort of bring the conversation to the forefront and really express to people, how it changed me from a personal standpoint and how it can help others.
3: I see us as we are, you know, psychedelics have have been lurking in the shadows unfairly. And I was very involved in cannabis. You know, cannabis has had really a a great uh, evolution over Mm -hmm. the last five to 10 years. And I see a similar evolution or maybe even a revolution happening with psilocybin and the whole psychedelics area. Unfortunately psilocybin is not legal right now and we're not just strictly focused on psilocybin mm-hmm. my thinking has been that if we can develop this great corporate ethos this great brand and and team that we can be at the forefront of the psychedelic space play a leadership role and try to advocate for decriminalization ultimately legalization and it will come and when that when that day does come i think we're going to be you know When I started this company two years ago, one of the first things I did was I trademarked the word psychedelic around the world. That gives us a a really interesting strategic advantage. And it puts us in a position when that day comes, when psilocybin or other psychedelics are legalized, we will have the opportunity to create amped up versions of our product. Now, we're very happy. That doesn't mean we're not going to continue with Cava and our whole suite of products. By the way, we have our own microdosing products that are coming out in about eight weeks. They're going to be completely mushroom-based. We can talk about that if you want, but we do have some microdosing products coming out. However, until that day comes, we're trying to push the envelope as much as we can. So here we are today with our two products. There's a third product called Orange Oolong, which is coming out, which is also Cava-based in addition to the two microdose products. But this is as much envelope pushing we can do right now without getting arrested.
2: Okay, so I have this right here.
3: So right now, you haven't opened the box yet, right?
2: I'm, I'm going to Joshua Tree <laughs> Thursday.
3: <laughs> beautiful. beautiful. Um, are you a freelancer or do you write just for you know, this one? No,
2: I'm a freelancer. I write and produce podcasts and whatever.
3: Okay, don't want to bias you or anything, but love to talk about that. That's very interesting to us. So when you open up that case of Joshua Tree, you're going to see two skews or two flavors. Hibiscus lime and blackberry yuzu. Uh Okay. There's going to be next month, we think, a third flavor called orange oolong. So that's being introduced. It's another CAVA product. Then in the early fall, we're coming out with two much smaller packages because they're meant for daily microdosing. So, you know, the, the products you have there, they have distinct flavors and everything. And they have all sorts of versatility in terms of you know you can use it at Joshua tree when you're going to a party mm-hmm. take the edge off work as Ben said hanging out with friends but the microdose has a very specific functional purpose and you know they're for mental enhancement and that sort of thing so they're coming out in the fall
2: this microdosing like how do you what how do you walk the line of it being legal if you're using if it's mushroom based like what is how does it work
3: we have our own proprietary formulation. It hasn't been launched until now because it's, it's taken us so, so much time to figure out, like we did with our other products, how do you actually do something that's legit? This can't be a bullshit product. The people come out with mushroom drinks all the time, but are they truly going to have some sort of microdosing impact? There are ways to work with certain types of mushrooms, and we're going to walk you through those mushrooms and use those. And We're using some non-mushroom ingredients as well, which we'll talk to you about. And Together, we think they are not only a legit, but a, a very effective microdosing, a great microdosing option without using psilocybin or anything like that.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So they're, they're going to be a two ounce format. So they have legal mushrooms in them, as Keith mentioned, which is, so cordyceps mushrooms okay. are great for cognitive abilities, cognitive function, they give you a bit of a, an energy boost as well. One of the other mushrooms is lion's mane, which gives you a bit of a, a calming effect and relaxation. And then what we did was we paired that with other nootropic ingredients to enhance that sort of mushroom function. So the same way that you would take vitamins for your body, there are nootropics and certain ingredients for the mind, such as, you know, GABA, 5 HTP. And then we actually added just a little bit of caffeine just for a little bit of boost because we want it to be that morning routine that you can, you know.
3: And L-theanine.
1: And L-theanine, which so L-theanine actually helps with the caffeine so that you won't get that crash Mm. as well. So it'll give you a a nice energetic boost, your strong mental and and cognitive functions without any sort of crash. So it'll sustain you throughout the day.
3: It's that, you know, some of these things are a, a little bit, you know, we're trying to keep them the state secrets a bit because we think we have a real proprietary and competitive advantage here. But there are specific types of cordyceps mushrooms, not just any old cordyceps mushrooms. So this formulation, we think, is going to have a really great impact on people.
2: So have you guys ever just, like, balls out, tripped on psilocybin or acid before?
3: Okay, Ben, yes. you go <laughs>
1: Yes, I I I have you know uh, when I was a kid, you know I used psilocybin magic mushrooms recreationally, and then as I got older, I started you know doing more research and and sort of taking more of the medicated side of it. We'll call it. I have tried you know a, we'll call it them a suite of substances. Again, in in more of the therapeutic setting, I've tried ketamine. I've tried uh, all these fun things. So as I got older, I I saw the power of a guided, you know, hallucinogenic trip, which had a, a, an incredible impact for me. You know, the most recent was not too long ago. And
2: what did it change for you?
1: uh, It changed a few things. So one, it helped me expand my, my thought process you know, sometimes I find that in life you get sort of stuck into a path and stuck into a box and it helps sort of break that mold. So that's a big thing with me is changing my perspective on things. The other thing, this is a a personal standpoint, is, you know, we all sort of have our own challenges and internal voices and it helps you address a lot of those voices and it helps you overcome a lot of, uh, helps you overcome a lot of fears helps you overcome a lot of anxious voices inside. So that everyone is a little bit different, but this was my personal guide mm-hmm. and that's how it helped me.
2: Amazing. Keith?
1: So
3: th- this is the last
1: time I'll probably
3: say this uh, in this conversation, but I'm a lawyer. So oh. I, have to, I have to give you a, <laughs> no comment, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. But I will tell he you, pleads the fifth. But, but, but as an old guy with two, Older daughters, I will tell you this, both my daughters are really successful. Um, microdose every day, and they've explored, and they've encouraged me to explore a lot. They even want me to explore with them, which I'm not sure I'm going to ever do, but with them, that is. But I'm a big advocate and big believer.
2: Amazing convoluted message. <laughs> um, okay.
3: But, by the way, one thing I'm really proud of, you know, this product, it's interesting. We've we've sort of struck a chord with, with different constituencies. Young women who suffer from anxiety, they have really embraced this product. Mm. Uh, and Ben can talk more about that. But it's really been, they tell us it's been a godsend. There are these diverse constituencies that we seem to really be engaging. And that's, that's one of them. But I'm really proud that we've created this product that, that I think is an alternative to all sorts of bad stuff out there including alcohol, we're hangover free and our product will not diminish your mental acuity in any way. So we are focused on millennials. And, you know, I think people today, and that's why millennials are turning away from alcohol because they just, you know, they don't want to reduce their productivity or lose touch with anything that's happening. They want to be present. And I think our products wait for that.
2: Tell me about the tongue tingle. Where does that come from?
3: The Cava, but Ben can expand on that.
1: Yeah. So Cava is known for, you know, the first few sips that you try it, it will give you this sort of tingly tongue sensation. And it's, I mean, to us, we love it. It's just sort of a fun, oh, okay, something's happening here before the Cava really sets in, which takes, you know, varies from person to person, but on average, anywhere between five and 15 minutes.
2: Mm. Okay. That's good to know. And then, yeah, what's your, like, origin brand story? It sounds like Keith came to Ben. How did it all get started?
3: Um, so, I told you I'm a lawyer, but um, really focused mostly on business. So, I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I've, I've been involved in other startups. And I mentioned cannabis. So I was quite involved in cannabis. Um, and I saw the success of cannabis. I also I saw everybody jumping on the bandwagon, even though people like me, were leading the charge at a very early stage. But you know when the bandwagon fills up, I always start looking for the next frontier. And I saw all the great things that we achieved with cannabis and we will still achieve. It's still the first or second inning for, for cannabis. And we're not even in the first inning for psychedelics. So I started really thinking about the area and studying it a couple of years ago, but I was perplexed. As a businessman, I'm aware of all of the public companies and private companies that have gone into this area. But you know, there's just a lot of I don't want I don't want to slag the whole sector, but there's just a lot of bullshit companies that you know are putting together supplements or you know haven't really figured out a product they could commercialize. And some companies are trying to sell truffles or things that are illegal where they can sell them in a few a few of the countries like Netherlands, a few jurisdictions where it's legal. To me, that's not really a valid business model. So my vision was to create a brand and products that could be part of the mainstream and for the mainstream. My plan is in the next 12 to 18 months at the latest, I want you to be able to go into a 7-Eleven or an Erewhon or a Whole Foods or order our product online, which you you can do now. I think when you see something called psychedelic, whether it's Whole Foods, wherever you see it, or a gas station, it starts a conversation about psychedelics. Again, very important to me to be the brand leader. So I had this initial that was my thought process when I first conceived of it, and then I start as I normally do. I'm a founder, but I never want to be the I never want to be the day to day CEO. Uh, so I put together a whole team. Ben Rogel is a key member of the team, one of the first people who who joined me. We have a great CEO, but we have a whole team now that we've put together. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but we launched in February of this year, and it was meant to be a very soft launch. I didn't know what to expect. We're very confident because you'll see when you open up that box, there's no fucking can that looks like this product. I don't know if you've seen it online, but it took us 1 year longer than the formulation to just figure out, you know that holographic packaging? It was like wrapping a mirror around a hydropole. It's very hard to figure out, but we figured it out. So, that holographic packaging, I think the name and I think the product itself I think those three pillars really formed the foundation for an incredible launch. So in our first 90 days, we sold over a million bucks worth of this product with almost no marketing, just online. So for a startup that launched this February in pandemic times when it was a bit difficult to do certain things and we had challenges, but the product went viral. People, we didn't even have a TikTok account when we first launched. I think six or eight weeks into our launch, there was a young a young lady who posted a video. And Ben, what happened? That video went viral. How many eyeballs hit it? Three million. Yeah. We sometimes get 20,000 people a day on our website or more. So this thing has really just struck a nerve and we know we've got a tiger by the tail here. So we've got to just not take our foot off the pedal. And you're going to see us. We've really just scratched the surface of what we're going to do in terms of rolling this out and Uh, becoming a a really strong voice in the psychedelic area.
2: Ben, do you have anything to say about your entry into the company?
1: I mean, the biggest thing for me was, as Keith said, like we were humbled at the response from the market. You know, like Keith said, like we didn't know what to expect when, when we did a soft launch and it just started going crazy. The response from our customers has been tremendous. As Keith mentioned on TikTok, you know, there's probably a thousand videos of people on there just saying, oh, my God, it made me feel this way. It made me feel that way. And seeing that has actually, I mean, especially for a startup, you know, for us, it means that we're, we're on the right direction, number one. And number two, you know, we all kind of have this really nice feeling that we're doing the right thing. You know, we're making people feel good. Right. And so that is our motivation to continue developing new SKUs, pushing the envelope, you know, the microdosing product as Keith mentioned is just the next thing that we're coming out with, but there's going to be 20 other things after that.
3: Just so you know, I wasn't the least bit humbled. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm very proud. I I knew I was, look, I was very appreciative. I was surprised that we did so well in our first 90 days and we've continued to do so well and shoot the lights out. But I knew it was just a matter of time whether it was in the first month, first three months. What we're doing here is, and this is this is not me just pounding our chest. There's no other psychedelic product like this that has been launched in the world. We are creating a new category that hasn't been done. You know, business is not that hard. Innovating is not that hard. Just come up with something that hasn't been done before. Do it differently. Do it better. Everything about this thing is top notch. So. I still think just a small part of the world has discovered us. There's going to be a far bigger audience. Uh, so I'm pleased, but I'm, I'm not so happy yet because we've got a lot more work to do. One last thing we should make a note of. So when I started this company, I approached some of, because, you know, whenever you have a startup, you need money. So I approached my group of friends that I'm close with, and we had a, a real good, powerful base of investors. That's boring. You don't need to know about that, except this one thing. There's a guy named Murda Beats, who's a close friend of mine. And Murda Beats is one of the top hip hop producers in the world. Oh. He's based and Murda Innovator also. And Murda just loved this thing. So Murda and um, his manager came in and were initial investors with us. And you know, more we've got a lot of other celebrities who are now joining the team that I really can't talk about. But we have Scooter Braun's partner, who's now in the mix. So we've got a really good engine underneath this thing that I think is going to just drive the shit out of it.
2: Amazing. Last question. Um, yeah. If I do like to trip, like a balls out trip, am I going to be super disappointed?
3: <laughs> no, because first of all, you have to keep in mind that we're breaking ground here just by coming out with this product. I mean, there's been, we've had lots of pushback and haters. It's it's not so easy, but we that's par for the course. So if you're someone, if you're looking for a classic trip, psychedelic trip, that's not going to be the experience here. But I will tell you that you will get an experience from this that no other product in the market will provide.
2: Hey Soph, I know you've been wanting to learn about squirting and I have the perfect guide for you.
0: Okay, you sound like someone that has been on Beducated.
2: <laughs> Busted! <laughs> you guys, Beducated is like the Netflix of sexual wellness, and Sophie and I cannot get enough.
0: Yes, they believe that sexual happiness is trainable, which I love. And they're just a really cool online course platform that has easy to follow video, audio, and written guides.
2: Yeah, they provide techniques and information so that you can level up your love life. And they have an expert-backed library of courses from Tantra to Kink to Anal Sex to explore new practices and upgrade your
0: lovemaking skills. (laughs) Meow. And you get unlimited access to their online courses, plus 100 hours of video and audio content, and tips from world-renowned educators. With new content every week, not to mention that all the videos are high-quality, streaming on every device you could possibly watch them on.
2: Oh my god, I just had an orgasm. Oh, you guys, you know, I am just getting started on Beducated and I have already learned so much stuff that is taking my relationship and my sex life to the next level. So Privates, here's a hot tip. You can join Beducated for as little as $9.99 per month when you use our code PRIVATE. That's 65% off when you use our coupon code PRIVATE at Beducated.com.
0: That's Beducated, B-E-D-U-C-A te and use code private. The link is in our episode description.
1: So I'm Ben Rogel. I am the director of marketing at Psychedelic Water.
2: Well, I'm so excited to do this because I feel like we just touched on it last time we talked. And then when I started working on this, I was like, oh, I need to talk to Ben (laughs) more (laughs) about psychedelics.
1: Well, I'm excited.
2: Yeah, me too. It's like
1: my favorite topic.
2: Okay, so let's get into your, I mean, psychedelics like changed your life, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Okay, tell me what was going on and how did you find out about psychedelics?
1: So, uh, I mean... As a kid, you know, I tested out with psychedelics, more for a recreational setting. Mm -hmm. And so I was no stranger to them, but it was more so just like a couple of kids having fun doing stupid things. And I'm trying to remember how long ago this was. This would have been about four or five years ago, maybe not even that long. Uh, What had happened was, you know, I was working a very stressful job and I, I like I don't smoke pot. Uh, Mm Um, because every time I do, it gives me the spins and I just don't feel well. So I just cut it out altogether. And someone said, oh, you should try CBD, try CBD.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And so, all right, I'll, I'll give it a try. You know, I got this little vape pen. what I didn't know was that both THC and CBD lower your blood pressure, you know, quite a bit. And I naturally have low blood pressure.
2: Oh, me too. That's so interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So what had happened was I tried the CBD and I got a little lightheaded. And so I was like, okay, I think I need to like run to the washroom and ended up fainting. Oh my God. And I had collapsed and hit my head on a cement wall. And I don't know how long I was out for, but it was a while. And so I had to go you know, do the whole, uh, get the, what are they called, MRIs and all that. I I had suffered from a major, major concussion. And so, you know, just light was blinding to me and crazy headaches. And I just, I couldn't really move for, you know, it ended up being months. And as an entrepreneur, you know, I I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so it sent me into a, a pretty deep depression, not being able to move, not being able to work, you know, needing to literally lie in bed 24 hours a day. And I started recovering, but I couldn't really get out of this funk. I just felt cloudiness all the time, you know, unmotivated. And I don't know what the catalyst was, but I think I I read it somewhere about psychedelics and treating depression and, and all these other things, anxiety, PTSD. And so... I decided, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm an avid believer that pharmaceuticals have their place, but they're not for me. So I didn't want to go the antidepressant route. And uh, I figured I'd give it a try. I started doing a lot of studying. I met a few people who teach medicine and psychedelics. And so, you know, there's one guy that I met said, I'll, I'll help you through like a guided trip. Well, okay, I'll give it a try. And... You know, it just, it sort of made me realize, like, I'm the only person holding myself back from Uh being happy and being who I was. You know, it it sort of tackled that depression because at that point I had recovered mostly from the concussion, it was mostly myself. And so, you know, I went through this journey and it was just such like a mind-opening experience not like when you do it recreationally right. because you have someone bringing you to tackle your, your thoughts and your demons. And so that just, I mean, it I went from zero to like 90 overnight and then the extra 10% to get me back to a hundred percent, uh, was microdosing. Mm. Uh, you know, as I started working again, I started microdosing and I found my, my focus my creativity, my mind was coming back to the person that I used to be. So it truly, truly changed my life.
2: Okay. So you found your medicine man, shaman person. Let's talk about that first trip and like how much intention setting did you do? Because I've heard a lot about you know, kind of what you're talking about too is like why it's so different recreationally is yes, you have this guide and also you have this intention sort of, even if it's just like to know more Mm -hmm. or to fix something. So did you go in to that first trip with you and your shaman talking about like, oh, I'm trying to like fix this depression?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the way that he kind of explained it to me which I thought was just a a great way to understand it in in layman's terms is, you know, when you work, you set a goal, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, okay, you know, I have this big project in one month, I need to get this done. It's almost the same concept, but with your mind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're setting goals for where you are and where you want to be. So that was sort of the, I'd say the biggest difference between the recreational use and the medicinal use is you have the intention set into place. Okay, you know, you uh, are unfocused, you want to tackle depression, your goal is to get from A to B, how do you tackle that head on and uh, overcome it in A very short period of time you know Mm -hmm. a trip on on mushrooms so we'll say is about eight hours start to finish before it's completely done Mm -hmm. you know peaking at about let's say the three three and a half hour mark and so you know you you really set this goal for yourself and it's almost like an anchor to you through every step of the way
2: You talk about how fast the transformation was. But first, let's go through the trip. Like, what did you see? You know, there's this great Michael Pollan tries to describe his trip, and that's kind of hard. But what did you see? What did you feel? What kind of, like, messages did you get?
1: So the interesting thing is, you know, I didn't see anything overly profound. Me personally... So first off, time doesn't exist. Right. <laughs> it's it's the most unreal thing ever. I remember there was one moment where I was like, oh my God, it's been what, like two hours that we've been going through this and blah, blah, blah. And he looks at me, he's like, it's been 10 minutes. <laughs> it was
0: <laughs> like time has no,
1: like there's no relevance of time, which is really uh, just cool in and of itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I said, I didn't see anything profound. I saw some weird things. I found the sky was sort of... It's almost like this beautiful rainbow-type thing happening. But it was mostly shapes and colors. Uh, you know, I didn't see anything... I mean, I guess rainbows that weren't there. Seeing something wasn't there. But, you know, it's not like I, I saw some figure or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was more so... For, for me and my personal experience is something triggered in my mind that just sort of opened it up like new connections mm-hmm. almost which which hadn't been there for a long time because of the concussion you know reformulating the let's say uh, electric brain waves to each other just sort of sparked.
2: That's crazy that you could, like, feel that almost.
1: Yeah. No, no. it's it, it, You actually feel it. Well, I actually felt it, maybe. But that's the that's the unbelievable thing is, you know, I, I know a lot of people that have done psychedelics. And they all describe their trips very differently. Everyone has a different experience. And, it, and it's very unique to them which is what makes it, in, in my opinion, more powerful. Because it's almost like a doctor prescribes medicine based on the person and, and the ailment. It's almost as if there is, you know, this, how do I phrase this? Like, like <laughs> it's almost like mushrooms can target themselves to what it is that the person needs.
2: Like, mushrooms is almost the best therapist. Crazy. I
1: mean, for (laughs) me, it was,
2: right? (laughs) So did you just do the one, what do you call it, experience? In ayahuasca, you call it like a ceremony, whatever. One experience?
1: For that, yeah. It was just the guided trip, um, as we've been calling it. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the odd time I have introduced some new people to trying it for the first time. And I'll, I do it with them oh. because it's, it's almost like being in a safe space, having someone that's done it before. Right. Which is really cool. I mean, the, the most recent was actually this past new year's. <laughs> oh, fun. Uh, yeah.
2: Do you feel refreshment of whatever you got before or are you like, okay, I already got what I needed out of this. So I'm just like kind of doing it for fun again.
1: I'd say it never ends. Mm. The, the, we'll call it the, the, medicinal side of it it just it's like maintenance Mm -hmm. almost you know you do a workout and you start building muscle it's sort of a similar concept or it's sort of like maintenance you know there there is a difference between doing it recreationally and and medicinally but i i find that once you've sort of tackled the medicinal side then it blends together the recreational
2: Mm. I love that. Okay, so micro dosing then has become a big thing for you. Yes, too. So let's talk about how that started and kind of your regimen with that.
1: Yeah. So uh, shortly after that, the guy who took me on my my guided trip introduced me to a mycologist that had his own farm, grew his own mushrooms, and made his own microdoses.
2: Cool.
1: And yeah, so uh, I I met him. We talked. He gave me the, the lowdown on on his mushrooms and all that. And so he did a blend that was psilocybin, lion's mane, and cordyceps mushrooms because he does different blends. And that one was focused towards, you know, the, the mental cognitive abilities and acuity and focus and all that. So I started... I guess, a couple of years. now. shortly after the, the guided trip that I started microdosing. And so my regimen is I do 200 milligrams of psilocybin. And then there's a, I believe, 100 milligrams of Lion's Mane, 100 milligrams of cordyceps. And I take that two to three times a week for about three months. And then I'll take about two months off. Oh, So I cycle it.
2: And how does that work? Do you notice a difference when you're on it versus when you're not? What does it feel like to microdose? I've tried smaller doses, but not regularly.
1: Yeah, see, if you you don't take it regularly, you don't feel anything, you don't feel any different. It is more of that long-term effect. So you the first couple weeks, I was like, okay, nothing's happening, but I'm gonna stick with it. And I noticed that about the two to three week mark was when I was like, oh, my memory's actually getting better. Oh. Um, oh, I'm a little more focused at at work, and it just sort of creeps up on you and the the longer you build your cycle, the longer that maintains and so you know i I thought maybe okay, maybe it's placebo and maybe it's just me uh-huh. and so what had happened was actually my my girlfriend who terrible terrible memory I love her <laughs> she's an incredible <laughs> person, she can't remember anything. <laughs> So I said, okay, you know, let, let's get you microdosing. Let's see what this does. And sure enough, after three weeks, she started noticing differences. Crazy. She started, like, remembering things. And I, I called her out on it, too. I was like, well, <laughs> how did you remember that? She goes, I don't know. I was like, are you taking your microdosing? She said, yeah. So it's got to be it. So... Uh, it made me just an absolute, like, if she, if she can remember those things, then I, I'm an absolute believer.
2: And did she get any other benefits out of it?
1: Of the microdosing? Uh-huh. Memory, focus, same thing as me. Uh-huh. Um, You know, just more, she's, she's pretty productive at work, but she felt it was a little bit easier. So she noticed the same thing as me. And so now she boasts about microdosing to all of her friends and all of, her, all of the people she knows. So she's converted.
2: I love that. So, but it, it's so interesting because your microdose that you're getting, like you're getting it from a really good source. So you're also getting like lion's mane and cordyceps, which are put into health products anyway.
1: Yeah, you can buy that, you know, from any health food store. Yeah. Um, but the blend for me, it just works really well. I, I could try it with just a psilocybin. I'm just, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Oh, yeah.
2: No, I feel like you're getting maybe extra benefits.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the whole point. You know, and I I am fortunate that I did meet these people and they took me down this path as, you know, these are substances. Well, psilocybin is a substance that is still illegal. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I happen to know people. And and as as you know, uh, I'm a huge advocate for legal reform of psilocybin. I just wish more of the world knew about the benefits and had easier access to it.
2: Uh So, yeah, let's talk about legalization for a minute. So it looks like it's on the horizon, right?
1: I mean, there's been a lot of news lately um, Uh about, you know, decriminalization and legalization. I see it coming. You know, uh, all the signs are there. The same thing in, in, I guess, it was 2011 with cannabis, particularly within Canada. So the signs are there. Will it be in the next year? I I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that five, six, seven years we're seeing legalization. But again, it's going to be a huge battle, particularly in the U.S., between uh, state and federal law. The same thing with you know cannabis is fighting that that battle right now um mm-hmm. between state and uh and federal law
2: so you're in this no man's land of unknowing territory for until the battle is over how does that impact how you guys plan for your business cuz you are in sort of, or would like to be more in of the psychedelic space.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, look, we are in phase one and, and we are accomplishing our goal. So with psychedelic water, we are bringing the conversation to the masses. We are destigmatizing. We are demystifying and we are doing that. So, you know, right now we are going down the path that we have set forth to. And once the we'll call it the mass public has a better understanding and it does take away that scariness that psychedelics, you know, have to people, then we can better advocate for a legal reform. And, right. you know, ultimately, we want to be the first people to release a psilocybin product legally. You know, that that is the end goal. And so uh, getting there is going to be an uphill battle. We are going to take on a lot of challenge. As we've seen, we've had a lot of pushback and we're okay with pushback. We want to fight that pushback. But, you know, stage one with our our main product, which is the psychedelic water, we are releasing a legal microdose product that is going to contain legal ingredients, again, to bring broader awareness to microdosing. And hopefully one day that will contain psilocybin. So you're just
2: Getting ready, ready and waiting.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, we um, there's there's a few different paths that we've looked down, um, but ultimately we we see a very clear path, which is to push the government, to push the public, you know, to to realize the power of psychedelics and the positive impact that they can make.
2: So if you were going to sum up the positives that you've experienced from psychedelics, what would you say?
1: I mean, I don't know if I could sum that up to be honest. It it completely changed my life. For me it it brought me back to the person that I I was. I know myself very well. I'm a very social being. Um I'm very much adventure seeking. I love being outdoors. I love doing exciting things. Like I don't you know, I'm I'm very much all, I'll sleep when I'm dead type person. Um, <laughs> and I lost that part of me when I had the concussion. Mm-hmm. And it brought me back to that energetic, adventure-seeking person. And so I think there is a, a, especially in today's society, where, you know, people are working 12-hour days through COVID. I mean, people are stuck inside for days at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been a lot of challenges with mental health, you know, the social media and the, I mean, the list goes on. And I think the world is at a point where it it needs it, mm-hmm. where it needs that healing and people need that, that anxiety relief. They need that depression relief. And and I don't think there's any other substance that can do it the the way that psychedelics can.
2: Is there anything else that you think people should know about psychedelics or that you'd like to share?
1: I mean, the one thing that, that I always share with people is to let go of your fears. You know, a, a lot of the people that I've gotten to try psychedelics for the first time are too scared. You know, they're scared to do it, which is why they think, oh, what if I have a bad trip? What if this? What if that? And they, they have that what if thought lingering. And so, you know, I tell them, well, what if it changes your life for the better? What if, like, you can't what it? Jump in, get rid of that fear, and just go for it. Make sure you're you're in, in a happy place, in a safe place, around people that you trust. You know, because you don't know what to experience for the first time. It's a new, uh, it is a new experience for you. But let go of that fear. And just go for
2: it. Hell yeah. Let go of the fear and go for it. But also, we want to remind you, as we said at the beginning, psychedelics are not for everyone.
0: And you, again, should do all your due diligence and research and also know yourself well enough Mm -hmm. to make that decision for yourself.
2: Agreed. So... I'm excited. That's like a pretty fun start to the series.
0: Oh my God. Amazing. I mean, if you haven't seen the potential of what's possible, I think Ben's story really brings it home.
2: Gets the wheels turning. Okay. So first I want to go back for one second and remind you guys that we just did an epic episode, like truly epic. The abortion monologues was next level.
0: It features 26 very talented voices of our very talented friends that are comedians and activists and actors and podcasters. And a lot of them you'll recognize, some of them you will not. They are all incredible and lent their voices to tell the stories of 26 real people, 26 real stories that were a part of the amicus brief. That was filed with the Supreme Court.
2: Yes, it was filed by We Testify and Advocates for Youth. And it was our very special episode in honor of the 49th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. And not only in honor of, but also in defense of. Because as we've seen, abortion rights in this country have been rolled back at an alarming rate and we support the right to choose.
0: Yes, and this episode has resources, including where you can get abortion pills. So if you know anybody that can use the info or somebody that can use to be challenged by it, go ahead and forward this episode on.
2: And coming up in the Mind Trip series, ooh, y'all, it's only getting more fun from here. We have an interview with Alex A friend of ours who is going to describe an ayahuasca ceremony that they participated in. Very excited about that. Then I'm going to tell you about my own experience at an ayahuasca ceremony. And then we're going to talk to some people that have been covering this for a lot longer than me. So stay tuned. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music?
0: This music is by our bomb-ass friend, Amy Roche. You can find her music on our website at amyraasch.com.
2: This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. Baby boy, I'm gonna wrap you in a blanket and feed you. Smooshy yams. <laughs> Smooshy yams. I like it. <laughs> How do you like that, Michael? And oh my goodness, if you've seen our new Mind Trip logo, how dope is that? It's by Giselle Bates. You can find her on Instagram at Giselle Bates, and we will link her in the episode description. Seriously, the art looks dope.
0: We love it so much we couldn't choose our favorite version. I know.
2: So yeah, go to our social media. At private parts unknown on Instagram or Facebook, or at private parts un on Twitter. Check out the artwork. I mean, there's more
0: of it. Yeah, it's pretty sick. I think you're gonna agree. And you can follow us individually. I am at the Sophia S O F I Y A on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find Coax at
2: at Courtney Kosak, K O C A K. And y'all, we're gonna be back very soon. We've got some really fun episodes planned for you and thank you so much privates we've gotten some recent ratings and reviews and it makes me so happy
0: they're so lovely and there was also a review that was just an email that hannah michaels's mom sent to her who listened to her daughter voice one of the monologues and it was the sweetest thing ever basically she said my mom listened to it and cried Granted, she was already passionate about access, but still, you reach people with this who would not have heard of your pod.
2: Love it. We love that so much. So, hey, if you're listening on Spotify right now, you just need to go up to the upper left-hand corner and there's a little star button and you click on that and then you can give us five stars it's so easy it literally takes like 15 seconds and it makes us so happy we've got 20 something stars now and we just started collecting stars so we're super stoked about that and I just want to read one of our favorite reviews that we've gotten recently on Apple and it is from Maddie7204 and she says all caps I love you My favorite people who I get to listen to for multiple of my favorite hours of the week. These two hilarious women never fail to be entertaining, provide a pick me up or be relatable. This podcast is amazing to listen to for education, but also to learn that you are not alone and help you grow in every area of your life, emotionally and sexually. Wink. (laughs) <laughs> it honestly makes me want to cry.
0: That's I love so you guys. sweet. Thank you. <laughs> we love
2: you, Privates. So if you want to give us some love and we'll just keep throwing these flowers around in a circle, go to ratethispodcast.com slash private. Again, ratethispodcast.com slash private. If you want to make me cry, that's how you do it.
0: <laughs> also, by telling her that there's nowhere to get Diet Red Bull.
2: hey i'm kicking my addictions on the after post ayahuasca so watch out
0: you know what she's a new bitch i'm sorry (laughs) i take that back
2: (laughs) so stay tuned we are going to be back literally tomorrow with more mind trip
0: bye